Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with TheTaxiCentre.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, Yes, well, we told you this time last night the capacity crowds are back from Monday. But what about the lower leagues this weekend when there could be five or 6,000 could have been at Maryhill on Friday night for Partick Thistle against Kilmarnock? Surely there's still time to reverse that decision. I'm going to speak to Davy Provin and also a director of one of the football clubs involved in a few moments. Other news, well, for Rangers, it's farewell to Jermaine Defoe, 39 years old. And he leaves the club after three years. And Cedric Itan, stand by. He's going to be recalled from Germany, where he's been on loan since the summer. Riley McGree to Celtic. Well, it seems to be stalling at the moment. There's so much interest in the player who has seven caps for Australia. As Alfredo Morelos is named Player of the Month for December. And GVB, Manager of the Month. And we'll be speaking to a young Celtic striker signed just uh, a few days ago in a four-year deal. John Kenny is going to join us on the programme. Davey, great to see you, Davey Proven. Good evening. Thanks, Paul. Great to be here. Mixed uh, fortunes for us, but it's great that the crowds are back, certainly on Monday, for example, and on Tuesday uh, onwards. So first yeah. of all, your reaction to that news? Well, t- terrific to think we're going to have 50,000 people back inside Celtic Park uh, for a terrific game against Hibs. Great to get the game going again with a, a fixture of that type. Um, and I've got to say, Paul, it's not before time. I mean, if you're a chairman of a Scottish club watching crowds pouring into English grounds, you, you must have been scratching your heads over the last, uh, you know, since Boxing Day. If, if you're a, a championship manager or a championship chairman, you must be wondering what's going on. I think for me, the Scottish government have been making it up as they go along. However, we're glad that they've relented and, and seen a bit of sense here. Davy Proven here in the Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Davy played, of course, with distinction for Scotland, for Celtic, and for Kilmarnock, where it started out for you. And on the line now, Kilmarnock director Cathy Jamieson is joining us. Cathy, uh, good evening. Good evening to you and to Davy as well. Hi, Cathy. Yeah, he was a bit of a legend, wasn't he, down your way at Kilmarnock <laughs> before your time? I was, going, I was going to say I'm old enough to remember that. We're paying you a compliment, true. yeah. Uh, Cathy, listen, thanks for coming on uh, this afternoon. We were speaking about it for the programme and we're thinking Friday night in Glasgow, so we've got big Glasgow team, Patrick Thistle, against uh, another big West of Scotland team, Kilmarnock. Why have we only got 500 there? And so that we're not just going on whining about it, what can we do about it, Cathy? Because there's still time, surely, to get a crowd. You had 4,300 the last time you played there just a few months ago. Is there time to change this? I think there is time to change it. And look, everybody knows that the Scottish government are in a difficult position. They're trying to do the right thing and trying to keep people safe. But as we've heard already, you know, it's it's tough for football fans who probably have been sitting through the shutdown and through the periods where maybe their own teams haven't been playing, watching on television massive crowds down south and finding that really odd. So as you say, we don't particularly want to be just moaning um, about this. 
there is something we can do. And that's why really both Patrick Thistle and uh, Kilmarnock, I think, have backed to this call. Just relax the restrictions from Friday night. There's a match on Friday night. There are matches in the Championship and the lower leagues on Saturday. These are not going to produce the absolutely massive crowds that uh, perhaps there has been concern about. But there will be enough people there to cheer on their teams, get back into football. And of course, it brings in much needed revenue to these clubs. Of course. And, you know, there's been no revenue since it went to 500 because yeah. that obviously it must cost you money. A home game with 500 fans there, it doesn't cover the costs on the day, does it? Well, well, look, this is part of the issue, and certainly for us at Kilmarnock, I mean, we, we had to kind of look pretty hard at how we would reduce the costs to um, enable that to happen. And I know that some clubs were at the point of saying, you know, actually to have a few hundred fans in is more complicated yeah. than, you know, because you have to still have stewarding um, and all the rest of it. And at this point in time, I think, um, you know, the government, I think, has the opportunity just to reflect and to think and, you know, engage with the clubs. And of course, you know, if we're going to have more uh, COVID passport checks and various other things, I think clubs would work with that and would work with the government on that in order to get the crowds back in. But it seems to be an ideal opportunity to say Friday night, let's get this one. The, the stadium at Partick is big enough for uh, both the home and away fans to be relatively distanced uh, from one another. And uh, the transport links and so on are reasonably good. So some of those issues that have been raised before, I don't think really stack up. Uh, and I think there's an opportunity to make a change and do something positive. Davy. Yeah, Paul, listen, I'm not a scientist, but like the rest of us, I read the newspapers, I look at the numbers, and it would appear to me that our numbers are actually better per head of population than they are down south. Uh, so it's a mystery to me why this, the Scottish government, and they have consistently been, I think, heavy-handed on our national sport. And I do think it's time they, they gave the game a break. And there's a good uh, chance, opportunity to do that by bringing you know, the, mm. the relaxation of these rules forward to Friday evening. I don't see any reason at all why they, they, they should re restrict that crowd on Friday evening to 500. I think it's an absolute nonsense. We've reached out to Scottish Government today to ask if they can speak to us. We haven't heard anything back yet, but producer Joe Henry is there. And we're here, 0808 17 17 700, the voice of Glasgow and the West. Go radio. We're always fair. There are always two sides to it. But it's hard to understand. And not a lot of favours have been done to football. That's been my strong feeling over the last 18 months. And we know, Cathy, we know it's really, it must have been tough to be in government just now. You've been in government. You've not been in government uh, during a period of a pandemic because nobody had been. Um, but let's try and get this sorted now. The good news is things are getting better. I mean, the vaccination programme has been massively successful. Well done to everyone in the rollout of that. All the health staff, Cathy, I know you'd want to praise as well because mm. it's the people's game. You're among the people. I don't understand this. And for people's mental health let's get out to the games who, who's in, who's dealing with this do we know from who can make the decision to change this in time for Friday and Saturday well look at the end of the day the Scottish Government can make the decision and I would hope that the government ministers and their advisors who are looking at this and all you know they'll take advice and they, they can look at this and say look in the light of day we've considered this and there are appropriate measures that can be put in place to allow these groups to go ahead. I, I know how difficult it is to be in government, and I'm trying to be even-handed about this and not be party political or, or anything and to see it from their perspective. But, you know, it can be a brave thing to do sometimes just to say, actually, 
Uh, we didn't get this quite right, and maybe if we talked a bit more to clubs and a bit more uh, thinking about this, we could have come up with a solution. It's not too late to get that solution. We've got time. Certainly, um, you know, having uh, had contact with Partick Thistle, I believe that they feel that they can do everything in time for Friday night's match. And I know that, you know, some of the other clubs in the lower leagues as well would be, you know, desperate to get their fans back in too. The worst talk about financial support, you know, when, when the Scottish government decided that, you know, from Boxing Day, they, they were going to effectively stop crowds going into grounds. The worst talk of financial support. Has that been forthcoming or is anything coming down the, the, the pipe, uh, Cathy, in terms of... I, well, I, I have to say, um, and unless I've missed something somewhere, I haven't had any detail uh, of anything like that. And I'm not aware that there's been a financial package or anything put forward. And, you know, one of the things that the government might want to think about is uh, instead of just using the finance to uh, pay out to clubs when they don't have fans in, why don't we look at ways of getting that finance in to help the clubs get the fans back in safely? If there are other measures that need to be taken, for example, to deal with the COVID passports or whatever, let's see how we can do this constructively. Spend the money on a way that improves football, gets the fans back in and does it safely. Cathy, as you know, this is the Go Radio Football Show. And I'll tell you, the big story over the past few weeks has been the signing of your new manager, Derek McInnes. You've pushed the boat out. You've gone for a top-class manager for a club that we talked about that can be a sleeping giant. Well, look, we uh, want to see Kilmarnock back where we believe they should be in the top league. It's been a tough time for us all. Uh, you know, fans, I've been a fan for well over 50 years of Kilmarnock. I've seen the ups and downs. Um, so it doesn't please me at all to be where we are just now. And we just felt that we needed to literally push that boat out, get the person we wanted. And we believe that, you know, Derek will be good for the club generally, um, as well as on the football side, because we do have a board of directors. It's a small board, but we're all fans of the club, as well as being on the board. And we are ambitious and we want to see things improve and get back to where we believe we belong. But we know there's hard work on the way and we think Derek is the person to take that forward. Cathy, while we've got you here, can I ask you one question? Is there any chance of bringing the grass pitch back? Because when I played there for nearly five years, it was the best pitch in the country. Now, I know there are financial reasons that, that you have the AstroTurf. Has it ever been discussed? Is there any chance of bringing the grass back? I, I would say not in the short term. Um, and, and I think that's an honest answer because of the finances and everything else that's involved. Of course, we completely renewed um, the artificial pitch not that long ago, so it's got a lifespan. Um, I know it's something that divides opinion. Um, probably most fans like to see the grass pitches, but the reality is at the moment there are other priorities for us, so therefore uh, that's not where we'd be putting the finance in the short term. Cathy, it's like being back on question time with David Coven here, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> answer the question. Answer, and you did answer the question. Uh, Cathy, we're going to see you back in the Premiership next season. What do you think? And you could go top on uh, Friday night if you win. Well, look, as the manager, I think, has said today in his uh, responses, we literally are taking this uh, one game at a time. Every game is almost like a cup tie uh, for us. We need to pick up the points. Uh, we need to, you know, put the effort in to get up there. So uh, we just are working away on it and uh, let's hope that it's a good match on Friday night. Let's hope there's fans there to see it and cheer on at uh, Kelly as well as the, yeah. the Thistle fans getting in and that we have a good experience. Cathy, you got on at Holyrood. You must have contacts through there. Come on. <laughs> 
I'm not sure that they were always on the same side. I the <laughs> but I could try. <laughs> but Cathy, good on you coming out because we feel, Davey, that not enough people in football have put their head above the parapet. Yeah. I mean, Dave Cormack has about Aberdeen. He said they would lose half a million. Roy um, McGregor to a certain extent. Yeah, to a million, he's been saying. Yeah. I, I think too many of the clubs, you know, we're, we're standing up here for the people's game, but more people in the game on big, big salaries are not coming out. Yeah, I've got to say, Paul, the old firm, I think, have been conspicuous to a certain extent by their absence yeah. in this, yeah. this whole thing. I, I yeah. think they should have been make, making more of an issue of this. Um, and you're right, it has been left to the Ian McMenemies, the Stenhouse, Muir, That's and one right. or two others. Yeah. Um, you know, I, listen, I, I'm not for a minute trying, trying to trivialise what no. has been a horrible sure. pandemic, and I'm aware of the loss that many people have suffered. But I do think the government could have played ball with Scottish football more than they have. And you only have to look at you know, over the border to see how it could have been done here. And I, I hope the, the Scottish government have the good sense and the good goodwill towards our national sport to make this decision before Friday evening. Cathy, 5.15, is it time for a killy pie? Are they still the best <laughs> in the country? Uh, well, I, I, people who know me know the answer to that is that I'm vegan, so I don't oh. eat the killy pies. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll have vegan ones this year. Every, even Greg's we, have got we them. Cathy <laughs> Jamison, thanks very much for joining us on Go Radio. Yeah, good luck, Cathy. Thank you, Cathy Jamison, joining us there. Um, a director of Kilmarnock Football Club. A lot of good sense great there. Club, great yeah. club, and you're right, Paul. It's a terrific capture to get Derek McInnes. I, I mean, obviously his name came up here. Uh, I didn't think they, they would get him. But uh, to, you know, to, to land a manager of that experience, that stature... Um, I, th I think they've got a terrific chance now of going back up and I'd love to see we all would Friday night I mean 4,300 David get it done. Just, just get it done I mean yeah. is, is there any reason why they can't do this nope. there's no well, reason at all that's the director of command get it done. just be done. get it done Partick Thistle as well get it so they can't get it sorted I think all the clubs should be going on now and it has been it's been horrendous For I mean everyone's been affected by it but come on get the jab get the booster, yep. let's get out there and the mental health, you know, the people telling me they're looking forward to going to the games next week has been to Palamine today, Rangers fan, he's going uh, up to Aberdeen, Aberdeen on Tuesday, there'll be what, 20,000 and there'll be 60,000 there um, 60,000 will be there uh, yep, Joe, you've got some news for us shortly in a moment or two. We've got a bit more on it. It's going to be, yeah, maybe you can speak to Jerry Britton. Uh, yeah. Is he coming on? That would be good. Fantastic. We'll speak to Jerry Britton, uh, the former Celtic star He's a terrific player, now a trained lawyer, and he's the CEO there. Yeah. Right, let's uh, turn to the player of the month and the manager of the month. And of course, manager of the month is, uh, well, he's top of the table, isn't he? That's uh, He came in, uh, he was in the stand when Rangers lost their last game, but they've won since then. And he is December's man, uh, manager of that month. The start of my career at Rangers has been very positive. You know, I'm very proud to to win this award, but I think uh, what's behind the award, I think it's much more important. It meant uh, we have uh, done a great job. I think my staff who came with me, also the staff who's already here, they're helping me a lot and work hard to achieve uh, the wins we had. Also the players, I think I uh, thank them as well for the, all the work they've done uh, the last weeks, the last months. And uh, that's why, you know, I, I got this award. Good start, almost 100% for him. Great great start. Um, and I think the worry would be that he came in, Paul, maybe lost his first couple of games or whatever, and then the alarm would have gone off, wouldn't it? Rangers supporters would have been saying we don't want him. You know, he's not in the same league as Steven Gerrard. He's made a terrific start. He's bought himself some time. He's bought him the goodwill of the Rangers support. And, and you know, it's hugely important, I think, that any new manager, particularly in this city, gets off to a flyer and he's done that. 
Davy, new year um, and so much to play for in this season. He must be enjoying it, looking forward to it, but he knows that Celtic have been active in the transfer yeah. uh, market. Uh, are you happy so far the way Celtic I, have been going? It's been a great window so far for yeah. Celtic and there's, there's plenty left. It's been a great window. Um, uh, and I think quite apart from, from getting the Japanese boys in, uh, most of whom are international players, so they're, they're proper footballers, I think it will help Furuhashi. Mm -hmm. He's got he's got his uh, compatriots in the same dressing room. Um, very difficult, I think, for anyone to, to leave Japan and come to settle in Scotland immediately. I think the fact that there are four of them there uh, will be a great help, a great help to Ange Postecoglou. The only downside would be when you leave for international duty, but he's going to have to cross that bridge when it comes to it. Initially, I think it's it's been a great window so far for Celtic. And you see the human aspects of it last night when you hear and see the interviews. Because, you know, you see the players in the park and I think we, we, we almost think, oh, they can speak English. But of course they yeah. can't yet. So, and that just shows you, this is a flash there of what's happening. They've come to this foreign land for them and to get used to us and our way and the language. Uh, Maeda could play up front, maybe alongside Kyogo. Do you think that could happen? They, they certainly need good cover for Kyogo. I've, I've been saying that for a long time now, that the, the the quality of striker at Celtic, they've, they've got one absolute star in Kyogo. If he gets injured, I think Celtic are in bother. And it's good that Maeda would, would appear to be a, a, not a replacement, but, but certainly somebody who can support if, if Kyogo is playing through the middle and, and they want to play someone off him. The other player that uh, he got quite a lot of criticism early in the year. Isn't it funny how it's all changed? Just two months ago, Stephen Gerrard was still the manager at Rangers. Then he went to Aston Villa. And even he was saying, you know, you'd have to speak to Ryan Kent, get into his head. He didn't have a great start to the season. Morellas was off the boil as well. It came back late, but he did well in December. He, did the manager tweak it a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I, I, I think he did. And, uh, you know, I think we've, we've spoken about it. He's asking Kent to play as a, as a white player. Uh, as opposed to an inside left, if you like. Play out in the touchline, he's getting him isolated against fullbacks. Kent, Kent can go either way, he can skin defenders, and he's got his confidence back. Morelos is certainly playing further up the pitch. He's playing where strikers score their goals within the width of the, of the six-yard box. So, you know, very small changes that, that Van Bronckhorst has made, but they've been very effective. Shall we take a quick break? And then we're back uh, about the games at the weekend, um, about the games tonight. Remember, in England, there's some big games as well. West Ham against Norwich. And probably the bigger one is the Carabao Chelsea, Cup. Yeah. Chelsea yeah. against Tottenham. Can Tottenham come back from that two-goal deficit? The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, go, go. Go Radio Football Show, the Wednesday evening edition. We're with the Scotland and Celtic legend, Davy Proven, former Comarnock as well. Paul Cooney here, taking your calls, 0808 17 17 700. Jermaine Defoe leaves Rangers, 39 years old. What an example to young players, Davy, to stay Amazing. Fit. Yeah, and I'm, you know, he, he did a terrific job. He, he did everything that was asked of him. He was, he was a short-term signing, but uh, I'm, I'm sure that all of the, the strikers who have been at Ibrox while Defoe was there would have learned a hell of a lot from him. You know, if you're looking at uh, movement, probably the probably similar type to Jamie Vardy. Movement just sensational, and of course could finish. Jamie Vardy, Jerry Britton, Davy Proven, all the names getting a mention here tonight. <laughs> the CEO of Patrick Thistle joins us. If you're just joining us, we had Cathy Jamieson, director of Kilmarnock, uh, a few moments ago, because we're looking at this weekend, and there's some great games on Saturday and on Friday night. 
Partick Thistle against Kilmarnock. Partick Thistle still obviously chasing a playoff place. Kelly also looking for promotion. And Jerry Britton, CEO, joins us from Partick Thistle. Jerry, good evening. Hi, good evening, guys. How are you? Hi, Jerry. Good. How how are Hi, you? Dear. We're obviously we're, we're exercised by this, and we'd love to get a verdict. We'd love to get someone to come on and say, like this this is going to happen. Jerry, is there any word from government, and why not? We've, there's been no word whatsoever. We obviously asked the the question as as soon as possible once um, the first minister made a statement, but there's been no response forthcoming, unfortunately, or even a a rationale as to why the the arbitrary date was was fixed in the, the first place. And Jerry, what does this mean for you in loss of revenue? I keep saying there's over four thousand in September at this game. Um, are you live in television on Friday night? But there'd still be a big, big crowd. Oh yeah, I mean live in TV Friday night under the lights. Yeah. You, you can't beat it, as you say. Fantastic crowd. On the previous occasion, we would be looking for for more of the same. With all the residual finances, it's a difference of £40,000 to, to us, which is ab- absolutely huge over the course of the uh, of the season, missing, missing out on that. But the game as well, I mean, we, we went through last season without supporters. We, we know the impact that makes on the the players, but, but, the, but the fans as well missing out on another occasion like this. As you said, we're both going for the for the title two teams at the, the top of the form. Great spectacle. The prospect, maybe a wee bit extra um, publicity given there's no Premiership game. So, see, we're missing out so much. Jerry, if, if the Scottish Government decided tomorrow that they wanted the game to, to, to go ahead with spectators, would you have time now to organise hospitality and stewarding and everything else? Could you still do it? Yeah, we would, David, because strangely, it's, it's easier in a lot of ways to set up and ensure a, a higher capacity than, than lower capacity. In terms of costs, um, with the 500 restricted attendance, we, it would actually be better for us not to have anybody in the stadium yeah. because of the number of stewards and, and yeah. staff that you have to put on anyway for, for no supporters. No, but I mean, our... Our staff are, are, are well-versed in the, the, the companies we use for stewarding first aid and, and what have you, so they, we would be able to be up and running at the, the drop of a hat, definitely. Yeah, what, what, um, how is the health of the club, Jerry? Because you know, I'm, a, I'm one of those who thought you were shamefully relegated. Obviously, that, that had financial implications for you. We've now had, yeah. had COVID. Sadly, you lost Colin Weir. What kind of nick are Partick Thistle in? Very good. Surprisingly, David, as you say, um, it's been a hell of a few years for us. But what we've had um, throughout has been an, an amazing support who've backed us, who've uh, made over £100,000 in donations to, to help us last year, took us to record numbers of season ticket sales this season that enabled us to, to put a, a strong squad on the, the, the pitch for Ian. Um, and they've produced accordingly so yeah I mean it's been a it's been a hell of a few years but the, the people at the club and the, the support we've had from our, our fans has, has really helped us stay on an even keel it's not been easy at times we've had some rough periods but yeah we've we've, we've managed to, to 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 keep where we are 
And what proportion of your budget, roughly, what is 40 or 50,000 pounds? What does that do for you at Partick Thistle, the money that you look as though you'll miss out on Friday? Well, I mean, the, the, the easy way to, to, to put it out, Paul, is 40 or 50,000 pounds at this stage of the season. That could, be, that could be a player that makes a difference in the run-in to, to, the, to the season for you. That could be the player that wins you promotion. That could be the player that gets you back to the Premier League with all the, the, the bonuses and the impact that that would have on the club and staff and, and supporters. So it's these fine margins that have to be taken into account, you know, when when these decisions are, are, are being made. It's it's not it's not good enough just to draw a line in the sand and say that's a date that, that suits us. You know, you have to look at the impact. We we've been playing, the lower leagues have been playing all the way through the 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 winter break that the premiership have had but we're only five hundred fans, as I say, losing money every time we, we open the doors. We decided to to allow the five hundred supporters to, to come into the games. Other clubs said, look, it's, it's cheaper for us not to have any. But we realised the importance that fans have to our club, the impact that it makes for the supporters that are able to, to watch it. So it's it's these circumstances that really need to be taken into account when these decisions are made. Jerry, just looking from the outside, it would appear to me that is it the JRG or, or the people at Hamden have had absolutely no influence on Holyrood at all. Or is that being unfair? I think they've they've had had some Davy, but yeah, no, I think across the piece we would have been hopeful of having uh, more influence, more of a, an impact on these decisions being made. Because I mean, let's let's face it: to have two thousand people sitting in a, a, a stadium like like Fir Hill that can hold ten, eleven thousand people, you're all you're all outside, you're all getting the, yeah. the health benefits of doing something that you that you love, you're getting the camaraderie, you're getting the togetherness. So there's all these these positivities. So it would have been nice if, if these points could have been made uh, more forcefully at times, definitely. Davey, Jerry, just thinking Friday night, the, the dugouts, Ian McCall, Derek McInnes, oh, yeah. they know each other really well. Oh, Jerry's right under the yeah. lights. They've yeah. got a right good crowd there. It's on the telly. Um, a great game for Friday night and hopefully it's not too late. So Hopefully. Somebody, um, somebody in the government is listening to us and might make the proper decision here. It's a no-brainer. Ian, do you long for? Um, sorry, not Ian, Jerry, do you long for the days when you were just playing? How much easier that must have been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I when when Davy was my my yep. coach at Celtic. Oh, I don't know if I was. <laughs> what was he like, Jerry? Come on, tell us. Murder. <laughs> Davy was, a, David was a, a great coach. The only problem was that. We couldn't do what, what he was able to do when he was uh, showing us examples. Ah, yeah, so, too kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw a video of the, the 100th Cup final the other day, Davey, and uh, there it was. Uh, I watched some of it. It was uh, on social media uh, and that goal. And for you, Jerry, what about your old clubs? Because Celtic uh, still in there, six points behind. They look as to have had a good transfer window. What do you make of the Ange Postacoglu first five, six months? Yeah, he's, he's doing really well, settled in well and. The team seem to be uh, playing the way that, that, that Ange wants them to. It's, it's really exciting coming coming out the the break now. Rangers have obviously set the the standard for for Celtic to to try and reach, but it's it's going to be a really exciting run. And Motherwell are um, having a, a fantastic run as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's shaping up for a 
So a great, a great run in the Premiership as well. It certainly is. And uh, David, we always talk about the great, the great Glasgow teams here with Rangers, Celtic, yeah, uh, Partick Thistle, Queens Park as well. Had a great start to the season. Stumbled a well, bit. I'm, but, I'm totally yeah. torn. Obviously, come come yeah. on, it was my first club. I'd love to see Thistle getting back up, sure. if only because of how poorly they were treated yeah. by the leagues two seasons ago. Um, Billy Dodds, I'd love to see doing well at Inverness. I mean, what a job Dick Campbell's doing. Mm-hmm. It's got all the makings. What a running it's going to be. It's incredible. And Jerry, what about uh, tonight? Given that you you know your football, can Tottenham pull back against Chelsea after a poor performance last week, 2-0 down? It's a, it's a big ask, but when you've got players of the quality of yeah. Kane and, and, and Song and uh, Lucas Moura, guy, guys like that, then you, you've got to hope that you've got, a, you've got a chance. But Chelsea on their day, they've been... Um, relentless at, at times this season, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's another great prospect of a game. Yeah, you're talking about talent, Jerry. Have you got one or two coming through yourself that you might be able to sell? You know, going forward. Yeah, we've been really pleased with the progress in the academy over the the last couple of years. Davy, we've got a, a couple of the kids out in loan just now. James Lyons uh, down at Stenhouse Muir. We've got. Billy Owens at East Kilbride. Um, we brought back Mason McCready, a, a keeper that we really have got high hopes for. So, yeah, we're really, really pleased. We've got another couple in the periphery and under 18s as well that will be coming into Ian's squad. So, yeah, no, quite pleased with that that department, do we? And final question from me, Jerry Breton. How did you make that transition from being a, a terrific player to a chief executive of a football club? Because, David, I think it's brilliant you've got somebody who's actually played. He's yeah, always clever. Yeah. Jerry was always clever. He's that lovely, sarcastic <laughs> humour. <laughs> you, you were never quite sure when he was taking that. Is that right? Try humour, yeah. <laughs> Jerry? <laughs> uh, no, it's been, a, it's been a, a good journey from my, my playing days to where I am now. I would never have really expected it to uh, pan out the way it has, but I'm, I'm enjoying every minute of it and the the main thing for me is still to be involved in a, in a, in a game that I love with a, with a club that I, that I love. So, no, it, it couldn't be better. Jerry, Davy's going to, to Spain next year or later <laughs> this year, whatever. <laughs> if you're not, on the days you're not on there, we should get you on the Go Radio Football <laughs> Show. Great to hear from you, Jerry. Jerry. All the best to the Jags. <laughs> and fingers crossed we hear from the authorities that the game can go ahead with more than 500 on Friday night. Cheers, Jerry. Thanks, guys. Thank Cheers, you. Buddy. Thanks very much. Jerry Britton I've not heard him for ages so I mean, obviously yeah. I've heard interviews and things yeah. but I've not interviewed him for years but you forget how difficult yeah. it is for, for clubs know. you know and he's just yeah. reminded us there that, that you know although the, 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 the top league took its winter break, break early they've been playing through with just 500 people mm. at games you know they've been losing a fortune and that's why you would think you know whether it's Jason Leach I don't know who makes the decisions at Holyrood but you know give give them an even give the, mm. give the clubs an even break they've, they've done everything that was asked of them uh, they've lost a fortune there appears to be no financial safety net this yeah. time around no reason why they can't let a decent crowd into Firhill on Friday evening they're advisors of course you know they'll say that Jason Leach advisor to off the ball I mean to the government as well <laughs> um, and we need a clarity here and we should hear from government Joe's reaching out to them come on and tell us why it can't happen or better still let's allow more than 500 in on Friday night for the people's game here in the great city of Glasgow, half the population of Scotland lives in the West here, the taxes and all the rest that we're paying, and we criticise politicians quite rightly down south for hiding as they did for a time. What about Where are they? Come out in Scotland as well and speak to people. Tell us why 
we're doing the right thing from Monday. Why are we not doing it Friday, yeah. Saturday? Come on. We're better than that, surely. Thanks very much, Jerry Britton, who came on there, Cathy Jameson earlier on. Uh, do we want to talk about Djokovic? I just saw on the paper there as well, on, the, on Sky. He's a bit of bother. Uh, yeah, indeed. He's been selling a few porkies, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he forgot he went to Spain, didn't he? Yeah, it, it, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> Go Radio Football Show. Shall we talk football? <laughs> Davey Proven, Paul Cooney, and your calls coming in on 0808 17 17 700. We just care about it, Davey, don't we? The game, we love the game yeah. uh, and sport. Hey, and we want people to stay safe. Of course we do. Uh, some of the headlines today then, the player of the month for December, Alfredo Morelos, his manager has been speaking about how, how he's been playing. He's done well since I came in. He's got some important goals. So that's uh, always important for the team. He's working hard. His, his attitude has been, been really well. So uh, he's a positive factor uh, for the team. So is he playing well for the long haul for Rangers to try and retain the title? Or does he know that January's here and uh, there could be transfer action? Well, I mean, he, he's on record, Paul, saying he wants to play in a bigger league. So it's only a matter of time. I think if you're, if you're Rangers, you're saying, look, give, give us another five months. Give us another five months. Let's win... Such an important title, £40 million on the line. I think it made great sense and it was good business for Rangers to, to sell Nathan Patterson. Um, they might not get what they would have got had they kept him for another season, but if it helps Rangers you know, towards that prize of £40 million, it will be regarded as good business. And Rangers fans will be saying as well though about Morelos, hey, come on, do it for us, do it for the team. Uh, Rangers are a big club. Uh, and they deserve I mean he's still on good money not the kind of money he'd be on if he was in a, a, a club at the top in England but some some of the players Davey do you get exasperated a little bit that they that they're always looking not always often looking for where's my next move any chance of putting a really good shift in here I think I think the problem was that Morelos kept talking about a move yes. when he wasn't doing it for Rangers he's, yep. he's done it recently but for long enough he hasn't been doing it um, and you know that you know the bottom line is had he been doing it week in, week out, he'd probably be in England by now. That's a good point. Uh, this time last night as well, we heard about David Marshall signing for QPR. So, David Marshall... Well, it's good to see him back playing because, yeah. you know, he, he was rotting down in the third-choice keeper for Wayne Rooney. Absolute nonsense. I, I said earlier, I thought Celtic should have moved for him in the summer. But it's good to see him back um, at a very good level. And he, he'll do a great job for QPR. Kel Laverty, is there a chance he could be back at Kilmarnock? He came, uh, well, around this time last year, scored a few goals, but they didn't keep him then in the summer. So he's up he's up for grabs. Well, you would, you would think in the short term that he would do Kilmarnock a turn, a, a right good turn. Don't know how his fitness is. I mean, he's, he's been around. He's such so well-travelled, uh, Kyle Laverty. He's played all over Europe. Um, I don't know what he's got left in his legs but he's certainly got plenty in his head that would, that would help Kamana. and you'd imagine Derek McInnes could if he could be fit enough get the best out of him what is he 34 now? 34 like, 34, yeah. 35 uh -huh. um, yep. but you know if he's looked after himself um, he could make the difference because that is as I said earlier on there's going to be so little in it uh, when that run in pans out there's going to be some run in we're going to speak about that next the Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go. Go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show. We'll be back from Monday with Back to the Tour, our special. Thanks for making the switch, Scotland. To the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Barry Ferguson will be back in the studio on Monday night. Five till seven. Tomorrow night, Rob McLean will be here with um, the Australian Craig Moore. He's an adopted Scot now, isn't he? Brilliant.
But, but one of the, well, not one of the few, but, you know, the one thing you're going to get from Craig is, is the truth. And I know he yep. offends one or two people um, at Rangers, um, but he'll give you it straight and that's that's what it's about. He calls it as he sees he it. Does. He'll be on here he tomorrow night and on Friday night I'll be here with Simon Donnelly. Been good to hear Simon on the programme recently as well. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. And thanks to everyone at the Taxi Centre for the massive support here for the programme and for all of you who call in, send in to the socials and uh, give us your comments. Despite it, I'm staying on this year. <laughs> and thanks for all the feedback for the show. Well, tonight, what about England? I'm going to ask you about that first of all, then we'll come back to Scotland. What about tonight? Chelsea against Tottenham. What's your prediction? It's of course. Well, Chelsea, Chelsea should be all right. Two goal lead. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't see them slipping up. And talking about Chelsea, Paul, good news on Billy Gilmer, who apparently, although he's going to be out for a few weeks, should be okay for the big one against the Ukraine in March. Huge game, obviously for Scotland. He'll be one of the first names uh, on the team sheet. Getting back to Chelsea. They should do enough tonight, shouldn't they? Yep, it's at the Tottenham Stadium, which... Have you been there? Yeah. I have, yeah, oh, yeah. What's I mean, it like, I, tell I, us? I saw yeah. the Emirates was, yeah. was the, the, the the best stadium in England until I went to Tottenham. It's, it's something else. It's, it's amazing. Um, you know, Daniel Levy got a lot of stick because he wouldn't spend big in the transfer market, mm. but he has delivered one of, the, one of the great stadiums in Europe. So they might deliver a trophy if they can come back tonight. It's not impossible though. They've got some, you know, Kane is back on form, although he should have been sent off a couple of weeks ago for that horrendous shocker. tackle shocker. on the Scotland yeah. captain. Absolute shocker. Not, not <laughs> sure uh, how we get away with that one. Probably yeah. because he's the England captain, but there you go. And uh, your old teammate, uh, Davy Moyes tonight, he's up against Dean Smith. I'm so glad yeah. for him because, yeah. um, you know, if, if I'm being frank, he, he looked like a busted flush when he left Sunderland. Mm. Made, made I think a, a wrong move when he left Man U to, to go and try his luck in Spain with Sociedad didn't work out took another wrong job in Sunderland and you know when he left there you think where is he going to go from here and what a comeback he's managed you know to to get two shots at West Ham and prove in this mm. second time around prove his worth again and he just reminded people and, and he, he remembers all the names all the ones who put the knife in for him when he was at Old Trafford he is having the last laugh now. Terrific manager. Um, a terrific Scottish manager down in England. Who one day says he would like to be the Scotland manager. And I think we'd love that as well, but not for some time. And when you look at his record at Man United, then it stands up with, with any of them, apart from Sir Alex. When it, you look back, they panicked, it, didn't they? He told me, Paul, when he, when he took the job, he gave Ed Woodward, the chief executive, he gave him a list of six names. Six names he wanted players in signed. Yeah. He got one. <laughs> He got one signing, and that was Marouan Fellaini, the last day of the window, a panic signing. Not a Manchester United type at all, so he was behind the eight ball before before he kicked the ball. And we know that. I mean, Fergie, the job he did in that last year to win the title is remarkable. But yeah. the team needed needed money spent well, they won on it. by 12 points. Yeah. I mean, the, the season before when they lost to City, it looked like a Manchester United side that was on the slide. Mm. And for Fergie somehow to get them off the ground after that experience... The Aguero moment. And to win the league by 12 points the following season, I, th I think you could put that title up with anything that Fergie achieved. Here's Peter from Mary Hill, who's called into the Go Radio Football Show. Good evening, Peter. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, they said no for what, so... Good man. So what's in your mind tonight? What do you want to ask Davey? Well, what it is, it's obviously, it's just came out in the last hour or so, and it was kind of broke last night that the boy, Riley McGree, was kind of getting back on signing for Celtic in it. Yep. Off to Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah, he's gone off to Middlesbrough and it obviously seems to 
be the case. His head's been turned due to money, which is kind of disappointing. There's no disrespect. The club of Middlesbrough and Celtic are nowhere near it. They're obviously no manager in there trying to get to the playoffs. But even if he got the chance to play there and get a shot at the Premier League in England, he's only going to do it for a year. And you think about the chance he would have to play a club in front of 60,000 fans and maybe get a name for himself, maybe get a better move than Middlesbrough. And to think he's actually went money-orientated, which, which it sounds like, to go and sign for a club for Middlesbrough is just mind-boggling, considering he was playing at a club that Birmingham knows what the championship's like. And yep. I think Ange Postecoglou will be very disappointed because obviously it's and it was one that he wanted. Davy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there are, I think there are shades of of uh, Ryan Christie here, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I fell out with Ryan's dad because I said, I, f- I found it hard to understand why anyone would leave Celtic to go to Bournemouth in in the Championship, and Peter, I can only I can only put it down to to the player thinking that there's a decent chance Middlesbrough will get up. They all want to play in the Premier League down there. I think we're all agreed on that. Um, for me, Ryan Christie took a risk mm. at a stage in his career where I don't think he's got time to waste. Uh, you know, Ryan's coming into his best years. There's no guarantee Bournemouth will get up. And likewise, you, you know, McGree could go down there and be three or four seasons in the championship and miss out on, you know, on playing in Europe for, for Celtic, which is a different stage altogether. Peter, do you know much about the player? I mean, I've looked online or are you trusting in Ange saying, well... He's got seven Australian caps. Ange wants him. I know he's noted for his energy rather than the out-and-out skill. Uh, what can you tell us about McGree? Well, as you say, I've, had, I've seen a few clips of him and obviously you got it. Ange has got it right with certain signings so far. And the fact that he was probably involved in his negotiations would tell you he knows a lot about him. He obviously gave him his first cap at Australia. Yep. So he obviously knows a lot about the player and the way Andrew's got Celtic playing it. Yeah. And we just so lost you there for it. Yeah, you're back. You're, uh, you're back with us. Yeah. And Ange, they trust Davy. There's no question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, his judgment um, has been pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, the Jewish still out in Starfield. I've I've got a thing about that, but yeah. overall, I mean, he, he brought in. Uh, Kyogo for not a great deal of money and he has just been an absolute star and if if the other Japanese boys are half as good as, as Kyogo Postacoglu's on to a winner and we're in for a fabulous run into to this, this title race Peter we want to ask you something in a moment here's uh, young Johnny Kenny only 18 years old from uh, Sligo Rovers who joined Celtic yeah I had a good season with Sligo it was a good play there and um, yeah when I seen Celtic was there it was nearly a no-brainer such a big club here and back home and so many family and friends support and get behind the club and it was just a no-brainer really from Sligo to the East End Davey the yeah. club that you know so well Sligo yeah County of Sean Fallon, um, of course, the Sean of, Fallon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a huge, huge move. I mean, Celtic have always uh, had one or two Irish boys come over. Some of them have, have done better than others, but the one thing they've all had in common, they they have this bond with the club. They're, they're all delighted to to be in Glasgow and, and with Celtic. Here is the player speaking about the manager. Yeah, the gaffer was massive. I've talking to him a few times now since before I came, and he's just amazing the way he wants to play, the way he thinks of me. He, I've seen the last few months since he came in that the amount of young players he's brought through here has been nothing but unreal and I hope I can play under him So Peter second half of the season now well underway um, can you do it? Can you catch Rangers overtake them and win the title? 
you've got to always believe the way Celtic are playing the now and just going back to Davies' point on the staff, well, he is one that's maybe not been the best. The other one is that Angie signing, or that somebody the board looking at before he even got in. Yeah. Um, it may be take time, he's over a few times. It just seems to me he's a type of defender that just wants to maybe win the physical battle, the balls in the ground. It just, it just doesn't seem to be hard for him. But we need to give him a wee bit of time. Um, just one more I could make it. Obviously, Ange maybe be disappointed on this Australian boy. Has Davy heard any other ones that maybe linked with to come in or? Peter I haven't but I'll say one thing and I would think you would agree that it's good to see the Celtic board having a really good window a really good start to the transfer window you know I think at times Celtic have lost out in players John McGinn is an obvious one where they've hesitated it's good to see them bringing these Japanese boys in as early and it would seem that there's been almost a sea change in that Celtic boardroom it looks as if they mean business now, for me, they should have meant business a long time ago. But w- would you agree that it looks, in terms of Celtic's ambition, it looks much better now? Yeah, totally. Obviously, you've seen a few articles written where they've said this is the first time it looks like Celtic have went kind of big in a, a window since like Martin O'Neill time, isn't it? Obviously, Brendan Rodgers came in and got the very good for free, Edward. But they obviously spent a good bit of money and it's not a lot of money they saw about a few players in and then it looks like they're going to bring another few in January so it seems like they believe in what Foster Coglu is trying to do and he's a breath of fresh air you just even when you talk you just sit and when he speaks you just sit and listen because he just talks so much sense and I think it, I think if Celtic get it right in this window I think yeah I think we can turn it around definitely Peter, thanks very much for calling the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Davy, football is going to be back it is, in I the mean, Premiership. Yeah, 60,000. The old firm game's already looming, isn't it? Oof. What are we going to call it? Have we decided? February the 2nd. No, we need to call it a new one. <laughs> I was decidedly unspectacular the last time with Judgment Day, which Sky used. It. We'll come up with something. You well, and Barry Ferguson booked for that. February the 2nd. Wow. Yep. Uh, only three days before the Calcutta Cup game, the rugby game. That's how I knew we were all going to be back because they, they want them all back for the rugby as well. But we're not going to go back to that at the moment. But a lot of people coming on from the conversation earlier with Cathy Jameson and also with Jerry Britton from Kilmarnock and uh, Patrick Thistle saying, absolutely, a Friday night. It's it's a huge stadium. I, I know the capacity is not Thistle, what it used to Thistle be. But, yeah. still saying it's not too late for them to you know rearrange you know what they've booked in terms of the game they, they, they can work around it just they just need the green light from Holyrood Joe have we heard yet Jason Leach is he on is the professor there <laughs> just check no okay he'll be on somewhere yep um, so today in the record they're saying an exclusive John Lundstrom could be on the way to Middlesbrough Davey um, I mean he's a talented player obviously Chris Wilder there now uh, would Rangers be the lesser without John Lundstrom I think they've got good cover in midfield I'm, I'm surprised that Lundstrom was left out of the team at a time I think he's been where he, he was playing his best football for Rangers took him a, a long time to settle I don't think he was given the freedom at Ibrox where he played deeper that he had at Sheffield United where he and John Fleck were allowed to bomb on Ollie Norwood held the midfield um, but there's certainly a very good footballer in there and if, if, if he does go to Middlesbrough they're getting a very good player and what about Rangers six points in it we're looking forward to the football coming back Rangers at Petaudry 20,000 well, on Tuesday I mean, night well, to yeah. what 
two, two fabulous games to come back to, aren't they? I mean, Hibs at, at Celtic Park. Yeah. Last time Hibs... Well, um, last time Hibs, no. Did they beat Rangers at Hamden the last time they won Glasgow? They did, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, have they been to Rangers since then again? But I mean, it's going to be... They're going to be some games. Cedric Eaton has been recalled from Germany, so is that going to make much difference for, for Rangers? Morella's still Gives there. Gives a great cover. Yeah. Uh, Roof, Roof's picking up a lot of, of injuries, isn't he? Sakala looks apart, but is he an out-and-out striker? Not sure, but it makes sense to get Eaton back for what is going to be a, an enthralling running. And I see Dundee United youngster, uh, Kerr Smith, he's down in the Midlands, ready to sign for Villa, £2 million. So Stephen Gerrard's obviously, he's got to know the Scottish market well. That'd be some move for him and for Dundee United for the money. Well, it certainly would. Um, but it's another example of, of the lure of, of the Premier League, isn't it? You know, everyone wants to play down there. Unfortunately, it's just over our back fence. And uh, Riley McGree, he is off down south, Davey. That, that's, I think you made a great point there about Bournemouth that he thinks he's going to get up to the Premier League. But he may or he may not, but you know, 10 years ago, you just you wouldn't have countenanced that, would you? No, not yeah. at all. You know, Celtic Park, um, full European nights, all, all the, the, the glamour chance to win silverware um, against Middlesbrough. No disrespect to, to, to Middlesbrough, but um, it's, it's a different league altogether. And John Souter is now down to Blackburn Rovers. Sheffield United or Rangers? Right, he'll go to Rangers, won't he? I don't think there's any doubt that he's a Rangers supporter. If, if Rangers make him a half-decent offer, that'll be a done deal. What if they come in with 30 grand a year at Sheffield well, United yeah, rather well, than... Listen, yeah. you're right. And particularly given the injuries the boy has had, he, he may be of the mind that, that you know another bad injury his career could be over. Mm. So he may go for the money. He may go for the, the big payday. It'd be great to see him stay in Scotland, it though, would, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Davy Brown, thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome, uh, Paul. So, Cathy Jimison's still listening, so is Jerry Britton. Who's going to win Friday night? You need, well, you need to say draw, your you, old club or the Jags. Yep, yep. <laughs> what do you think? That um, is a draw. <laughs> I, I just think yeah. Derry McInnes, you know, Kelly got a bounce, he won his first. I've got the feeling Kelly will shade that. No, no offence to you, Jerry, but uh, I, I think Kelly might think that. Thanks, Joe, for this evening. Thank you, James. And uh, Joe Colday, he is warming up there. I can see him just heading towards the studio. Not a pretty sight. Uh, you know, it looks great. It was just the warming up bit. That's it from me. We're back tomorrow night. Rob will be here with Craig Moore, live, as he likes to say, live at five. <laughs> Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.